It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Billy Rossetti with you guys here on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Rolling through our positional previews this week. We started yesterday with quarterbacks. We're going to talk running backs. Again, we've been using Joe Person's primer over at The Athletic, so I've been checking that out and kind of sharing my thoughts along with what Joe Person says. So we're rolling into running backs today. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to touch, kind of add on to... Yes, uh, this bit of a story we did yesterday, which was Christian Miller, of course, the edge rusher, who decided to opt out. Uh, I just wanted to share his statement that he shared yesterday uh, in regards to him opting out. Miller said, quote, After a lot of thought and prayer, I have decided to high-risk opt out. This was an emotional and extremely tough decision for me, but one that I ultimately feel is the right and safest decision for me and my family. I am proud to be a Panther, and I am genuinely excited about the direction we are going under Coach Rule and his staff. I wish the entire organization nothing but the best for 2020, and I can't wait to rejoin them again in 2021. Hashtag keep pounding, unquote. And that top part is is the key note here, as he, he was a high-risk opt-out. And so not only does he uh, you know, get to opt out, but instead of getting the $150,000 kind of salary advance that some of these other opt-outs are getting, he's actually going to get a $350,000 stipend uh, that will not have to be like paid back or as a salary advance or whatever. He's just going to get the $350,000. Um, but he, again, he felt he was a high risk, so he decided it was best for him, his family, and the rest of his teammates Uh, to decide to opt out for this season. Uh, Of course, as we talked about yesterday, uh, injuries kind of hurt him a bit last year, as was kind of the case when he was at Alabama. Didn't really play much. Did have a couple of sacks uh, in the Week 3 game against the Cardinals, but then was injured in Week 5 against the Jaguars and only played about 25 total snaps the rest of the way. So you really didn't see much of Christian Miller. Uh, Of course, his contract now just tolls. On to next year, but again, he'll get 300, the $350,000 stipend as a high-risk opt-out. And as we found out on Monday as well, the deadline now uh, for players to opt out of the 2020 season is on Thursday, which was, it was depending on, we thought it was supposed to be seven days after the new CBA, or like at least the updated CBA and the COVID-19 protocols that were agreed to were officially signed. We thought it'd be seven days from that, uh, but as it turned out, they just have decided to set the date for Thursday, so you know, just two days from now. Which, ironically enough, uh, if this was a normal year, was supposed. And I saw this on Twitter too, and it kind of was a eye- a bit of an eye opener when you think about it. If this was a normal year, Thursday would have been the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys. So Thursday was supposed to be the start of the preseason. Saturday was supposed to be the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Obviously, those events, of course, were pushed back 
to next year. So we already know next year's Hall of Fame game will be the Steelers and the Cowboys. The 2020 class and the 2021 class, of course, will both go in next summer. But now, Thursday is the deadline for players to decide to opt out of the 2020 season. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a pretty considerable list of players that decide to opt out. Obviously, we've seen some big names so far, uh, especially from the New England Patriots. Guys like Patrick Chung and Devin McCourty, uh, Nate Solder of the Giants decided to opt out. So there were a couple of uh, pretty high-profile and uh, big-money players that have decided to opt out. Again, so far there have only been two from the Panthers. Jordan uh, Jordan Mack, the, uh, the linebacker from... Uh, Virgi- the undrafted linebacker out of Virginia, and of course now Christian Miller, the second-round edge defender. So we'll see over the next couple days if anybody decides to uh, to opt out from the Panthers. But uh, again, that was the kind of the latest news so far as far as the roster news. So the roster still sits at 79, and we are going to talk about some of those players again continuing our positional previews and we're just going to roll on through here but uh speaking of rolling on through here we like to roll through in our cars every once in a while and take a nice drive but of course every now and then our cars or our trucks or whatever need new parts or things start breaking down whatever the case may be and you need new parts and sometimes they're tough to come by because your local dealership may only have parts for certain cars or certain models, whatever the case may be. But not with our friends over at rockauto.com. And that's because they have parts for every make and every model that you can think of. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the, the salesperson orders the parts on his computer, but it happens to be only the brand that his warehouse carries. Well, now you can find any brand you want and save some money with rockauto.com. They're a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years online. And so just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake lights, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Whether you're a classic or a daily driver, a do-it-yourselfer, or a professional, rockauto.com has you covered, and their catalog is easily, uh, very easy to navigate, and their prices are always reliably low and the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and when you get to their box... How did you hear about us? Make sure you write the words locked on so that they know we sent you, so that you support them, you support us, and we all just uh, keep keep having a good time together. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we continue on here, uh, again, we're rolling through our positional previews as we get into training camp. Again, we are in training camp, um, but for the most part, of course, this week, it's really just uh, strength and conditioning. Remember, you can have about an hour of strength and conditioning and about an hour of on-field conditioning. You, uh, you're not really going to ramp up football-related stuff until August 12th, which is next Wednesday. And then August 17th is when the pads can start to come on. So that's the, I guess, kind of the big date to really start uh, really start seeing the hitting going on. Maybe not necessarily the 17th, probably a couple days later, but at least the pads will finally get on and we can finally start to smell the start of uh, football season, hopefully uh, around the corner. But as we roll through our positions here, we move into the running back position. Yesterday we did quarterbacks. Today we're going to do running backs. Five running backs we're going to talk about, one of, one of which, of course, is the fullback. But, of course, we start at the top with Christian McCaffrey. And like I did yesterday, I'll read what uh, Joe Person wrote about these players and then just kind of share my thoughts on these players. So Christian McCaffrey, he writes, Ignoring the analytics that say you don't pay running backs, David Tepper made McCaffrey the richest running back in NFL history with a four-year, $64 million extension. Now it's up to Rule and Brady to make sure they get the most out of CMC while looking for ways to protect their investment. I mean, look, there's what what more can you really say about Christian McCaffrey that hasn't already been said? He is clearly one of the best, if not the best running back in the NFL and we of course had this discussion when the contract was reported in terms of, you know, was he worth the big money, you know, it's because uh, we've seen some of these other running backs get big contracts and they've been cut a couple years later. Uh, first name that immediately comes to mind for me is Todd Gurley. You know, he signed the big contract with the Rams. Knee issues hindered him a little bit. He had a good year last year, but he clearly wasn't the same as he was before the knee issues. And because of the salary cap hell that uh, the Rams were in, Gurley became a cap casualty and, of course, landed back on his feet in Atlanta. And we've seen uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, speaking of the Falcons, Devontae Freeman was another example. You know, he signed a a pretty decently sized uh, contract, and now he's been released, you know, kind of due to salary cap reasons. Le'Veon Bell, of course, we we know his issues, and, uh, you know, there's there's a couple others. Those are some of the, the top guys. But a guy like Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's had no injury issues, and he beats you in a number of ways. He's not just between the tackles or outside the tackles. He obviously beats you in the passing game. I mean, 116 catches uh, is pretty telling. So for me, he's undoubtedly worth all that money. And remember, as, as we kind of touched on before, the salary cap, now obviously not necessarily next year because of uh, you know, all the COVID stuff. 
But as the years go by, the salary cap is going to shoot up because you're going to have the new TV deals, which reportedly are already kind of going underway. There's the rumors of the Thursday night package being looked at, you know, and a couple other things, because of course those contracts are coming to an end. So those deals are coming up, so it's just going to be a lot more revenue, and of course the players are already getting a, uh, a bigger share of the contract. And I'm trying to remember if, because um, of course this was also around the time that the player or that the two sides struck the new CBA, and so we know that the revenue from the media deals is coming in. The players are getting a bigger share of the pie. So I don't think this is going to be a contract that's going to hinder the Panthers as bad as some of these other teams ended up getting with these big contracts. So, um, and he's the face of the franchise. Now that Cam Newton is gone. So undoubtedly he's, he's worth all the money. He's obviously still young. And, you know, the only thing you really are concerned about at this point is wear and tear. I mean, the guys played about 98% of the snaps over the last two seasons. So that's kind of your only concern is uh, him kind of being overworked, but he's shown he's right. He's, Excited to handle a big workload. He's done so for the last two years. And I don't think 2020 is going to be much different. I mean, there's obviously not too much. I mean, not that these guys behind them are terrible. It's just, you know, you're not. I don't think you're going to put these guys in for an extended period of time uh, in place of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the first guy up, or at least, you know, maybe the... You know, whether you want to say the most talented or whatever the case may be behind Christian McCaffrey could be Reggie Bonifant. I mean, he was really the guy that kind of saw the most action. And I say the word most with quotation marks because he obviously didn't see him much. But he did get kind of most of the work outside of Christian McCaffrey during the season, especially that uh, 59-yard touchdown against Jacksonville. And as Joe Person writes about him, the former Louisville back, looked almost McCaffrey-like with a 59-yard touchdown run against Jacksonville last season as a rookie. But he only had nine carries over the final 11 games of the season. And again, that's just more the fact that the team just kind of ran McCaffrey into the ground. And not necessarily saying that in a bad way, but again, the, the fact that he just played nearly 100% of the snaps, there just really wasn't a lot of work available for some of these other guys. But Bonifin was the guy that kind of saw most of the work, especially early on. Uh, but really, that was the lone highlight for him. Now, he, obviously, again, we, he's got some talent. He's got some special teams value. You know, he's still a guy that you can pluck in for a couple carries a game to just kind of give McCaffrey a bit of a breather. So I still like Bonifin. Just, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see with this new coaching staff how much, uh, how much more of an opportunity this guy is going to get. And then you get to the the veteran kind of that uh, that the Panthers now have in their backfield, and that's Mike Davis, the former Chicago Bear. As Joe Person writes, Marty Herney's decision to claim Davis off waivers from Chicago last November was a bit of a head-scratcher, especially considering Davis's workload with Carolina. Two carries in five games. The Panthers would save three million dollars by cutting the ex Gamecocks. So certainly something to look for or something to consider there as well if they want to save a little bit of cap space. Um, 
But like he said, he you really didn't see him. You know, he played 12 games last season between Carolina and Chicago in the seven games with the Bears. He had just 11 carries for 25 yards, and then the Panthers claimed him off waivers, and he had just two carries for two yards in five games. And this was a year after he had uh, 112 rushes for 514 yards and four touchdowns in 15 games for the Seahawks before, of course, Chris Carson exploded onto the scene. And then last year in Chicago, you had David Montgomery, you had Tariq Cohen, so Mike Davis was just kind of the odd man out, you know. So he's still somebody that, you know, maybe you can give a couple carries to. But with the names that the Panthers have in this backfield now, how much room is there really going to be for Mike Davis? So I can certainly see a scenario where uh, Mike Davis gets cut and they save that $3 million and you roll with uh, the four total running backs, um, including, of course, fullback. Alex Arma, who we'll get into now, where Joe writes, We should know early on where Arma stands in Brady's offense, which utilized the fullback at LSU. Arma can help himself on special teams and as an extra blocking tight end. So, you know, and again, LSU, of course, had some some big body types in their offense last year. You had guys like Stephen Sullivan. You had guys like uh, Thaddeus Moss. You know, and a couple others. So there is a bit of a role for Alex Arma in this offense. It's just going to be intriguing to see what that role is going to be. You know, what Joe Brady does with him, especially considering all the other guys that you have at your disposal. I mean, you're probably going to be looking at some three wide receiver sets, right? You've got DJ Moore, you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got Curtis Samuel. There's definitely going to be uh, a lot of times where all three of them are going to be on the field at the same time. You've got Ian Thomas that you've got to work in there. You know, maybe they run some two tight end sets with uh, with Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurts. So where does Alex Arma fit in? You know, he's been a, a solid player ever since he came to uh, was drafted by the Panthers a couple of years ago out of West Georgia. But now with a new coaching staff, a brand new offense, and seemingly a couple more playmakers than they've had, it's, it's going to be really interesting, Like and like Joe said, early on to see how this coaching staff is able to fit Alex Arma into the equation. So he's a guy that I think uh, we at least have to keep an eye on in the early stages of the season. And then, of course, the last name on the list here is their fifth-round pick from last year, Jordan Scarlett. Uh, Scarlett, fifth-round pick in 2019, played special teams after Bonifin beat him out for the backup job. His rookie season ended early when he went on IR with knee and ankle injuries. That's what Joe wrote on Jordan Scarlett. So, yeah, injuries plagued him a little bit. So, But there, there's still a bit of talent there. We know... Coming out of Florida, he was a pretty talented back. It was just more those off-field issues that kind of hurt his value. But we know he's a a fairly quick guy. He, he runs the ball pretty well. But again, it, it could just be a numbers game. You know, Bonifin right now definitely has the edge on that number two role. 
You know, it's really between, I think, Scarlett and Mike Davis for number three. And if the cap comes into play, again, I could certainly see Mike Davis being cut if they're cutting, you know, if they're going to save $3 million, which kind of feels like a no-brainer if you think about it. I mean, again, different coaching staff, but are you going to pay $3 million for a guy who only had two carries for your team last year, even with you know, a, a new coaching staff or with a different coaching staff, I should say. So I could, you're probably going to be looking at the same running back group that you had last year, McCaffrey, Bonifin, Scarlett, and Arma with Mike Davis, probably getting the boot at some time when they cut to 50, when they cut to 53. So at least early on, um, if we're doing kind of a quick 53-man preview with some of these positions, um, they're obviously going to keep all three quarterbacks. Um, you know, with guys like Will Greer and P.J. Walker, I... Uh, now, again, we, we also have to keep in mind that the practice squad is being expanded this year. Remember, it's going to be 16 practice squad players, and I think they said six of them can have an unlimited... You know. There's no limit to uh, there's no maximum number of accrued seasons that that player can have to be on the practice squad. And if I remember correctly, I think these teams can. Um, I'm trying to remember what the rule is in terms of them being cut and, and placed on uh, on waivers. I think that's just during the regular season when they want to kind of move them between the practice squad and the active roster a couple of times. Uh, before they actually have to waive them. But um, that expanded practice squad certainly will help, but I could see all three of these quarterbacks being on the active roster. And then I think we're probably looking at four running backs. Again, that would be McCaffrey, Bonifin, Scarlett, and Arma. So I could see Mike Davis being, a, being one of those final cuts to save a couple million dollars. So it's an interesting group. At the running back position, again, I like a couple of the guys behind McCaffrey. I think Bonifin still showed that he's he's got some talent and he's got some special teams value. Scarlett kind of the same. I think he can work his way uh, into some special teams work. So you, you've got some, some depth there. But, I mean, it's probably going to be another year where Christian McCaffrey is on the field for about 99% of the snaps and he takes about... 95% of the total carries that that the team ends up running. So it's an, it's an interesting group. I'm excited to see it play out. Uh, but that's kind of that's kind of I think where we stand right now at the running back position. Tomorrow we'll touch on wide receivers and it's definitely a fun group. I mean, just looking at the primer right now, we've got 11 guys uh, to talk about. At the wide receiver position. So a lot, a lot of names to dissect here. Good position. Probably one of the more intriguing positions on this Panthers roster. So excited to dig into that. Hope you guys are excited too. Let me know your guys' thoughts so far on uh, on these players. What, uh, what your thoughts are on the positional groups. And as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. Thanks for making me a part of your day. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.